911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, you wanted to talk about an unexpected encounter that you had with a judge, one that I thought today we can title this episode, but are you really okay? So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. So kind of something new that's come up for me in my investigations is there's new case law that came into effect in September of 2021. Had to think of what year <laughs> it currently was so I could articulate that. But I have to write a batch search warrant to review the cyber tips in relation to my investigations. Um, so I wrote a search warrant for 50, 50 plus uh, cyber tips in which I received. And so I submitted it. I was waiting for the judge to just approve it like they typically do. Um, the judge will see one of my warrants come through and they don't they don't honestly want to even read what I put in there half the time because it's very graphic and what I do I investigate the internet crimes against children and these videos in which I watch are very severe and it's something that most people don't want to talk about and don't want to see and we've touched on that in other episodes and kind of how my investigations go surrounding these type of cyber tips but on this day, this judge actually gave me a call and I'm expecting her to have questions on why I'm having to write this search warrant because not all judges, I mean, it's a new case law that came into effect. This is how they actually get their education is based off of how we're investigating the crime. So I was kind of planning for that, like one of my previous conversations that I talked to a judge for 45 minutes explaining what kind of the reasoning behind the search warrant and so I'm expecting this conversation and and the judge just asked me she's all your warrant's fine I'm gonna approve it I just want to make sure you're okay and that you're doing anything that you can to make sure your mental state is being healthy and that there's checks and balances in place for you to let out the suck that you're bearing every day and so she tells me a little bit of her background in dealing with domestic violence cases and crimes against children type cases where she's read the the probable cause within these search warrants and she's had to hear those cases as well and and she found herself kind of becoming withdrawn from human nature based off of these investigations because you have to become numb to it in in a way so you can process it the correct way. So we're having this conversation. I, I explained to her, you know, my outlets, you know, between having a super supporting wife at home and, and you know, the mounted unit and having going fishing and, and having all these different outlets that Ashley and I share together, but also for myself. She asks, as well as, what about a counselor? Have you ever went and talked to an, a counselor about this? And I explained to her, part of the task force that I'm on requires us to go seek out counseling 
at minimum once a year just to let it out and to provide this outlet to somebody else so you can have that that support I would say in in those natures and and so she explained to me she has some close friends that one of them was on the counseling team the other was um, a law enforcement lieutenant for many years and and they do what Ashley does in a different aspect but more of the counseling side well unfortunately he passed away um earlier in 2021 and she's still on the counseling team but is also part of the mounted posse with the sheriff's department and kind of has that as her outlet as well so it was very interesting and kind of my whole full circle with this topic is I've been approached by countless numbers of people who know who what I investigate and what I do to always make sure that I'm okay in how my own mental health is. And and I've and Ashley and I've talked about this deeply and, and it's something that I don't ever really think of and and this another detective from a different agency brought this up that I really aligned with in this aspect is I don't you don't see these images you don't see these videos as people or as kids and you have to look at them as it's a production it's like a movie it's like watching Halloween and it's all fake and if you almost have, you can kind of have that mindset with it, it really helps your mental health state in this area. You do know it's a real victim, it's a true victim, but if you can kind of create that divide of reality and fake, it really helps with it. And, and I kind of, what came to me right when I said that was, I witnessed a traffic accident was a few years ago where me and a partner were, we were um, doing a stakeout at a, it was a compound. Um, we were waiting for this burglary suspect to exit the compound and then we were going to follow him off. Well, we're sitting in an unmarked vehicle. It's a, we're in plain clothes. We're watching this and we see this car go zooming by us at 100 plus miles an hour and then they, they lost control, flipped, and the car immediately just ignited into flames. Well, we shot up there real quick. We're in plain clothes. We have we have guns and our badges on and stuff, but they're just kind of they're hidden. But we pull them out, and so we get out there. And this person was ejected from the vehicle, and there was body parts laying all over the roadway. So my partner runs to him. I go to the vehicle to make sure there was no one else inside the vehicle. And I mean, by this time, the car starts doing these pop explosions. And it's not like a vehicle explosion that you would see in the movies where it's boom. It's not like that. But it still scares the shit out of you. I mean, you're waiting for that. <laughs> exactly. Because you're, you're so mentally groomed to see <laughs> what happens in, when a vehicle crashes and ignites on fire like this. So. I'm right next to the vehicle trying to look and see if there's anyone in there. I can see clearly that there's not. And then I go over to help my partner. And as I'm 
going over to help my partner. I'm literally stepping on brain matter. I'm stepping on different body parts. And we're, I mean, the guy was dead. I mean, there was no, there was no recovering him on this. And, and I'm sitting there looking at this after everything calms down, after the initial exposure to everything like that, we get marked units there and everyone, we cordon off the intersection and do all that. And I'm looking at this guy's body in the road. I, I see his body and I can still vividly see this. I see his body. I see his hand about 10 yards away. I see his foot about in a, another diagonal direction about 10 yards away. And he's literally just spread out all over this intersection. And his head squashed in. Like, it's just very graphic. But as I'm looking at this, I really see how conditioned we are as a society. And a normal person probably wouldn't see it the same way I did. But we're exposed to so much gruesomeness and so much severity within movies, video games, just everything that we see on a regular basis that it almost doesn't even seem real. Like it really seems it's like that movie. And it kind of goes back to me expecting that car to explode. And I, I know it's not going to, I mean, it could still explode to a degree, but not, not like what you would see this massive explosion, right? But we were groomed to be able to make it okay in our own minds. And that's how our brains process it. So as I'm talking to this judge in this conversation, and we talked for probably 30, 40 minutes of just having different outlets and her really respecting me for not only my responses to her, but for doing the type of investigations that I do because there's so many people that just could not do them and and understandably so and it's really interesting to see this dynamic that has shifted within our law enforcement realm because so many people they come to me on a regular basis saying and whether it's officer a detective a lieutenant a sergeant they go I could never do what you do and they tell me that all the time and it really starts making me think of they are so close-minded in doing their own investigations that it's, and, and I'm not saying this in a bad way at all, but it's a fear. It's a fear that they have of what will happen or what they will do when they find one of these suspects who's watching this or or creating or producing these types of videos and I don't think it's a a bad thing they know what their limitations are and they found that they should not be doing this type of work because if they did they might turn into a monster on their own side and and that's why it's it takes a certain type of personality to be able to do these investigations but it also takes a good support system and, and finding your outlets of how you can let it go. It's not looking at the videos as these poor kids, but it's looking at how can I stop more kids in the future from being victimized? Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you for being so candid and open and sharing that experience. It's not a story that you had shared with me before. And it's something that I appreciate. I know there are so many first responders and armed service members that listen to this show. And undoubtedly, whether or not you, you're even in that profession or not, I think the, the biggest takeaway here is to know not only what your limitations are. I think that was a great takeaway from what you shared, but also to understand the importance of having those outlets and with the case of the judge reaching out to you, I also look at that as um, a sort of notification, right? Mm-hmm. Like a self-notification of, you know, well, wait a second, like, are my checks and balances in place here? And there are many times in our lives where we might have that real life notification that we might just dismiss. And I think in the case that you shared, it is something that has been on your mind, something mm-hmm. that you take to heart. And I think it's important for us to recognize when that happens. So thank you. Thank you. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.